Star Wars fans and Rule of the Galaxy fans, it is Joe in the pilot seat of the Rule of the Galaxy podcast. It is chapter 193, I believe, of Rule of the Galaxy, and uh, I am surrounded by a bunch of our usual co-hosts. It's going to be a fun, fun evening with maybe some after dark language. I don't know, but if you're a kid listening Talk to your mom and dad. Make sure it's okay to stick with us. Um, as always, follow us at Rule the Galaxy SW on Twitter and Instagram. Rule the Galaxy on Facebook and YouTube. Um, Rule the Galaxy SW at gmail.com. One of our preferred ways to contact people or to be contacted. And um, when DDoc stops thinking about the Super Bowl, he'll probably start making some things on TikTok under the Rule of the Galaxy podcast <laughs> TikTok uh, location. So that's it. That's the spiel. That's the uh, the rundown. I will tell you that uh, Miss Laura Burton, who does our hats, shirts, and everything else, just told me uh, a handful of people have bought some of our gear. So we really appreciate that. She's still doing a great job with that. Um, and uh, you know, it, there we go. I'm wearing the hat. D Doc's wearing the sweatshirt, and uh, yeah, I think I got her a contract with the uh, day job, where she's going to make all of our gear for uh, the day job. So you know, nice. just showing the love, spreading the love everywhere. So now, if we can get Alfie's company to give us free Gatorades for the show oh. and D Doc to work on all of our plumbing and our showers and <laughs> everything else, and Brent just to share wisdom, I guess I don't know, but I mean science wisdom. Um, which by the way, Brent, we're going to talk about something in a minute. That's it. We're going around the horn. We're going to start with Mr. Alfie. How you doing, Alfie? Um, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, it's not been a great couple of weeks, but hopefully it'll start getting better. Is there any kind of legal trouble or anything we need to worry about Alfie? Or... No, you know, you always hear about things that happen after you turn 40. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I woke up with a pain in my wrist like a month ago. And it's not going away. It's mm. constant pain all day, every day. Been to the doctor. I've had x-rays. Nothing's helping. So tomorrow I'm going to see a specialist. Okay. And just being in my line of work, having hand pain all day long is not the most pleasant thing. Alfie, are there any things that are repetitive wrist motions that would cause that kind of pain for you? Like <laughs> like flicking your bick or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. The first doctor I went to, we went to, she just went ahead and clicked everything on the list. She's like, oh, yeah. Okay. Don't even need to ask you the rest. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, brother, I can tell you from a guy who's in his 50s, it doesn't change. Um, you wake up some mornings and go, Oh, I hurt there. And the next day you go, why do I hurt there? I didn't do anything, right? right. And things just 
happen. So yeah, this is all day, every day. I wake up every morning and I can't use my right arm for the first few hours of the day. It's Damn. yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? For, for our for our listeners out there, send thoughts and prayers to Alfie. You know, we, we need appreciate him to it. heal up. Yes. Especially moving into his new place. He's gonna need full use of his arms and hands and everything yes. else. So um well Alfie get feeling better. Uh Brent, how are you doing? I'm doing good, right? Like uh, escaping the the grind of the real world. I'm not as in uh sore and having as many pains as the one Alfie, but um I feel like D-Doc hears all of us old men all oh, back in my day. Mm. All of that stuff. He's got that to look forward to, especially with the little kids running them around. The mm. knees are going to be shot soon. But yeah, no, let's uh, get in and talk some Star Wars. Uh, what do we got? T-minus two weeks? Yeah. The big day? Like 12 days? Yeah, we're going to have Bad Batch and Mando in two weeks. It's, yeah, fantastic. Uh, Brent, I will throw out there, for, for people listening, Brent and I are possibly putting together a deal to where <laughs> he and I will be hosting trivia night at a local yeah. place and, uh, you know, might be getting some free food and drinks, maybe some free rounds of golf, uh, some things like that golf, in return. Free rounds of golf. Yeah. I yeah. never thought about that part of a deal. Yeah. So be prepared. If you're in central Indiana, we will let you know that when it happens, but it could be <laughs> fun. could be fun. By the way, we're the ones writing and creating and actually running the whole shebang. Yeah. So that'll be an interesting. I probably won't get a word in edgewise because Joe is going to be taking the mic. But no, no, we'll alternate. We'll just make it fair. We'll alternate, and we'll also alternate music between the trivia questions. You, then me. You, then me. We'll we'll take turns. So, um, D Doc. Um, consider us your therapy. Consider us uh, a way for you to <laughs> vent and and feel better and get things off your chest. We're sorry about the Eagles' loss. Um, you know, I, none of us were really Eagles fans, but because you're one of our brothers, we were rooting for them uh, to get you a Super Bowl victory. But welcome back to the show, and uh, hopefully things will turn around. Yeah, uh, those of you uh, listening did not hear me ranting and raving about this for about probably five or ten minutes before we started this show. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, you know, it's a slow recovery. It's hard. It's uh, you know, it's it's almost like breaking up with losing the Super Bowl is almost like breaking up with a girlfriend is what I compare it to because it's like the first day or two you're almost like kind of numb to it and pretending that it didn't happen. <laughs> you know, you're just like yeah, well. <clears throat> You know, we'll we'll see. It's it's over. We lost. When you see the Chiefs on their parade and you see drunk Patrick <laughs> Mahomes on the float, that's when you know it's over. Slamming. Did you Slamming. see? Did you see like, Mahomes at the parade? The face. He took he, it to the face. Chugged it, was, threw it down, and he got a picture with the Super Bowl trophy in the crowd. And then after the picture, he just turned around and handed him the trophy and walked away to the crowd, like as if oh. it was like his security, like. uh yeah, I don't know. It's like uh, first half, I had that feeling. I'm just like, man, like we, we I think what was it, a ten point lead at halftime? I'm like, I'm like, you know what? We really could pull this off, but I was nervous. I wasn't like, I was not comfortable at halftime at all. I'm like, this is going to be a full game. Got to, you know, all all that stuff. It is what it is. I'm still wearing the hat. I'm still uh, representing here. Just uh. Just it, a long it, recovery. It's not easy to get to that game. I'll say that. D, <laughs> D- Doc, just away. know 
just know that the steel or sorry that the Eagles got closer to an NFL championship than the Colts, the Falcons, and the Steelers. Yep. So, I mean, you're you were a couple steps away, whereas the Falcons <laughs> are a long way away. And then, as I said before, the uh, Colts are trying to catch on to some of that uh, Super Bowl magic and pulling the offensive coordinator away Shane Steichen yeah he's a good guy I think he's honestly going to be a good coach because I've really loved him as our offensive coordinator I mean so I think he's going to do good I'm glad Gannon's in uh, in Arizona if there's any Arizona listeners to this (laughs) podcast enjoy I think he uh, knows how to get the guys fired up but I don't know if he knows really how to scheme so that's what that's what I'll say about that well there we go (laughs) NFL coverage by the rule of the galaxy podcast and you know what Nobody out there does it better than us. We're right even more <laughs> than the professionals. Um, real quick, I did want to follow up. Um, it's been great. We've been getting great feedback on our Mark Newbold um, interview that I did a few weeks back. Uh, the Steve Glosson show is getting great numbers. So if you're listening to the show and you haven't listened to the Mark Newbold, if you haven't listened to Steve Glosson, they were great episodes, a lot of fun. Uh, last week, uh, Jessica ran the show with D Doc and Mark Thompson, and I tell you, uh, that was just a fun show. I, the shows that I'm not on, and I go get to go listen to afterwards, I I think I enjoy them as much as just doing them because I know everybody who's on them, and it's just fun listening to the back and forth. So great job on that. To give you a heads up, next week we have Star Wars author and podcaster Stephen Kent. Um, and he's great. He's going to probably throw some political things in there. You know, he's, he's got a lot of good, a lot of good content. Uh, if you haven't bought his book yet, still go check that out. Uh, the Stephen Kent book. And I don't have my how the Jedi, how Jedi can save the how world the force, how the force how can the... save the, 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Something like that. So I, I apologize. I'll put that in the notes when I, when I tweet about it, followed by when the bad batch and Mandalorian, double debut or you know double shows our guest that week is going to be the one the only t-bob he's ready to go we've had some cancellations he's had some some conflicts but t-bob is ready to go to talk about the mandalorian premiere and that episode of uh, bad batch that week followed by uh, the week after that we're going to have the crew from ecpc tv from the i triple c uh, so we'll have jim and matt i believe will be on that show uh, the week after that, Mr. Ryan McGee from ESPN and the SEC Network will be on our show. And then a few weeks after that, Mr. Michael Havens, the uh, the owner, the runner of uh, the ICCC, the ICC Con, he'll be on to give us a complete rundown of everything that's going on with that. Um, he's excited. Working on some other people. We will have some other uh, people lined up very soon. But, man, I feel like last few weeks and the next few weeks we got star-studded uh, guests coming through. So we're really excited about that. A lot of the regulars have come back over and over again, uh, but they always bring great content and great information. So excited, excited, excited. I wasn't on last week. The the two episodes <clears throat> that you guys talked about on Bad Batch, I just want to throw this out there. The the back-to-back, the double episode thing, man, some great content, right? That was, that was what was that, two weeks ago, last week? Um, I don't think I've got a chance to talk about that. But um, just really like that and 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 excited where it was going with those storylines right there. Uh, but before we get into Bad Batch this week, uh, there's plenty of stuff that, to talk about and different topics, different uh, discussion points that we've been bouncing around in 
text messages. The first one was, um, did you guys see they're announcing some major changes at Galaxy's Edge with the Star with the um, Galactic Star Cruiser? No, yes, they've they've already done a discount plan, seven hundred dollars off per person for the stay and all this kind of stuff. They've already started blocking out uh, days where they're not going to be even open and running it. Uh, but I, I read that there's going to be they they got some permits. There's going to be some uh, construction changes going on at the Galactic Star Cruiser. Some changes in the interior with some things going on there. Of course, Disney has not said what those changes are, and it's not really getting out there on the public very much. But just the things I was reading, um, guys, we've talked about it. Um, the numbers aren't great. I think we have all said we'd love to go try it sometime, but not at the price point. Um but they're they're definitely, and I think even uh, Scott Rifen said they're starting to let you use Disney points, you know, the, the the club memberships to now use that to go towards the thing. So, any thoughts on the Galactic Star Cruiser that we haven't already hit? Mm -hmm. Have you heard anything more of of those kind of things that I was talking about? I I haven't heard about it, but <clears throat> I'll, I'll say I'm not surprised <clears throat> in my opinion that that's a very expensive uh, ship to run. So. <laughs> If you see early on that it's not working, I think you need to make the change right away. And honestly, like Disney's made a lot of changes like recently with parks and everything. And I mean, uh, as people see financially, they're laying off a bunch of people and some stuff with Disney Plus. A lot of people dropped it. And I, I just think that just has to do with content and whether you have kids or not and whether you know you want to throw on monsters inc when you want to be able to or whatever i mean it could be a whole bunch of reasons for that but um disney as a whole and as a company they invested in that building and you can turn that building into what we've been saying you can turn it into mix some stuff with the original trilogy in there it can just be star wars as a whole it does not need to be all sequel trilogy like you can just have this thing I know you want to tell your story and everything mm -hmm. with it, but uh, I think the people have spoken already. I mean, it was a short run. We could go back, we could go back months or, or whatever on Rule of the Galaxy podcast and listen to us talk about it before it opened. And I, I'd say there's there was probably predictions on this podcast about it. So I hope they're moving it in the right direction because I want it to be successful. So that's good, Brent or Alfie. Nope. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. I've, I've said it all before. It's <laughs> right? like, too expensive. Like, uh, I, I, I honestly yeah. look for it to be made into some type of park experience. Maybe that's probably... uh, a, you know, a, a two hour dinner or something like that. Yeah. Um, Where you can also do like the lightsaber training. Yeah. Like that's part yeah. of the dinner. It's but like, yeah, like, I mean, you're, they're going to keep, that's what I think would probably be the best use of it. But you know, the idea is is a cool idea. It just didn't work, and it, you might as well just go ahead and redo it before you eat up. I mean, they've already downed it to one shift, and mm -hmm. I've looked. You can book the next day at a Disney resort. That's unheard of to just be able to call tomorrow and go and stay there. But who's going to drop the who's going to drop the two grand to be able to do that? I mean, that's why you can do that, right? So. Yeah, I nope. mean, I'm not a I'm not a pro athlete. I'm not uh, I'm not I'm not a CEO. So 
I mean, you're that you're comparing that price is way higher than a nine day cruise to the Caribbean. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm look, go, I mean, I'm going I, to, for that price, I'm going to Europe. I'm sorry, like I, for that price, I could yep. go to Europe and stay for probably three to five days. Now I'm probably staying at like a, a budget hotel, but I'd rather be in Europe and experience in Europe. So, sorry. Agreed. Like, Agreed. Uh, again, we all want it to be successful. Look, as you all know, the people who listen to us regularly know, we are not Disney shills. Would we be more than happy to take the free stuff they offer other people? <laughs> Hell yes, we'll take it. They want to let us go and stay there and give our thoughts on it? It might make us think better of it. We'll take it. We I, all want it to be successful. But I don't think I could stay there. Really? I, I, I think I'd be too claustrophobic staying there. Mm. interesting because they don't let you out right it's not yeah. like you can come and go like a hotel okay. right and and the windows are computer screens like knowing mm -hmm. that like and it hopefully it would feel like it's bigger than that but i feel like looking and i've never been on a cruise either but i feel like i would be the same way on an actual yeah. cruise because those when you get to the decks it's so big on an actual sure. cruise sure it really open. but yeah i get what you're saying i've watched the video from beginning to end of someone getting on this till they left <laughs> and I almost couldn't watch it. It made me feel so, you know, gave me such anxiety because it's so closed in. Yeah, those okay. rooms are tight. Those rooms are tight. So if anything, I bet you they're probably rent. <clears throat> they're probably going to make changes to those rooms because the beds look uncomfortable. Good. And yeah, it probably feels you probably feel semi trapped, but that's the experience they're going for. You can't have a window looking out, you know, at the, especially where it's located. I saw where it was located when I went to Disney. I guess it was probably six months ago or so. It, it's like a big, large building right off of the highway. That, yeah, it's like a know, big warehouse. Yeah. Yep. So we'll see hey, where um, it goes. We will. We will see where it goes. We've we've all kind of stayed clear of the, the High Republic recently. <clears throat> and and um I saw that either recently or coming up soon, there is a book called The Battle of Jeddah in the High Republic, and it was an audio drama. But they now also allow you, or they have the, the script version, like the dialogue version of that, to where you can read it or, or listen to it, what have you. That one might entice me a little bit. I mean, if it's Jeddah, that I did like that part of Rogue One. I was interested in that, so... Would you guys, just because it's that, would you jump in and look at something? Or would you say, Cy Republic, unless it's in a cartoon or a live show? That's what you're saying, Brent. Absolutely. Yes. Give me a visual medium. Sorry. Like, I don't want to read it first. I want to consume it through the visual context. I think it's, I think that I listened to, to the first book about probably six or seven chapters in. I feel like it needs something visual. I think if there mm -hmm. was, if it was a cartoon or animated series, whatever the hell you want to say, I would be bought into it because I feel like it has the potential to grab me in a visual way. Just they're trying to paint the picture, but I feel like I need to see, I need to see it on screen before I can buy into it. Okay. Hey, Doc, Alfie, same thing with you guys on High Republic. Yeah, I I probably would not because I don't know. It just getting introduced in this series was 
wasn't interesting enough for me. And I feel like I would have to go back and start at the beginning to know who the characters were and what they've done and all that stuff. Okay. Uh, I agree with Brent. I, I really couldn't get into the book because I just couldn't keep up with everything new. I, I know we always want new stories and, but that one was so far new that there was not anything familiar to latch onto. And I think you need just a little bit of something to be able to visualize what's going on. I can see that. I can see that. It still might be one that I just go test. I might go check it out just because just to see if there's any familiarity with it because it's Jetta. So we'll, we'll see. I'll let you know if I, if I grab it, I'll give you a rundown on it. Um, I'm sure Jessica and maybe Nick will, will check it out, but uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, so there was mention of Ahsoka. We already know that it's a, a one, you know, one season's in the books, ready to go. Am I seeing rumblings and grumblings out there that second season is already being teased? People are already talking about what's going to happen or what's going to be out in the second season. Alfie's rolling his eyes. So I'm either going down a path that I shouldn't go down or he's saying I'm way off base. You're muted, You're muted. sir. You're muted, Alfie. In a Disney listing that came out yesterday, it is listed as a series and not a one shot. Okay. And it is listed as season one. Okay. So as long as there's have. no war as long as there's no world between worlds that makes it jump between season two, three, four, five, and six at the same time, I'm okay. Well, you're probably well, yeah, you'll probably be okay then. I I I just don't want it to be the damn cliche with the world between worlds. I'm sorry. I just feel like that's so cliche and it's they put the world between worlds on the announcement poster. It's it's happening. I, I know, but here's the thing. <laughs> what I don't want is all the fanboys being see, they're gonna change it. They are gonna change everything. They're gonna retcon everything because they brought the world between worlds into it. And that's just going to I like that voice, me. by the way, Brent. That's pretty <laughs> cool. I say kind of already use that did more that. often. So, they already did that, Alfie? Well, I mean, they already used it for that. They did. He pulled her away from Vader so she didn't die in season two. Right. But then she went somewhere else. Where did she go? She stayed in the world between worlds. I don't know. Well, I mean, she was in the Mandalorian, so she appeared. She got somewhere. out somehow. She got out right. somehow. Look, look. Nobody. I just. Ha really I dead. hate. I hate. You the just world don't want worlds. the constant. This is how they bring back Ben Solo. I don't. Alfie. It's not just Ben Solo. It's like they're going to change all of the sequels to the way that I like it, and then if it doesn't happen. Oh, my God. They don't even know what that, they're doing with that's, this. That's such a weak argument because he's already <laughs> – I'm not – I don't mean you're, what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I'm saying – people saying that because he's already laying you know, the groundwork to the sequels. Mm -hmm. Right. That's what I mean. And, like, it's so – if it's done well, I can do with – I can deal with it. But I, what I can't deal with are, the like, the fan base – those that are devoted to the world between worlds and those that are devoted towards retconning and changing everything. 
because there's a there's a segment of the fandom that's out there. It's on the right. social blogs. It's out there. Mm-hmm. It's, they're yes. very vote. They're very vocal about it. And I just don't. I this is I've said this on the. I think I've said it early on, long time ago. It's art. I think we've talked about it. It's art. It's out there. We have. You can interpret it however you want to interpret it, but let the art stand as art. Don't go back and change crap. Now. Yeah. And then you're going to argue with me and say, well, they changed Kanan's, uh, the way that Kanan, uh, in Order 66. They're, they changed Damn. this from the, they changed this book, from this book and comic to movie. Yeah. Though, or, they you changed know, this from the Ahsoka book. They changed this from this book. They changed this from that comic. Right. So I know that, I know that there'll be people saying those types of things, but I don't know. Like, just let, the, let, let things stand the way they are. I let I would people, say people should die and things should be st- left where they're at and you can I, rec- you can you can build towards the sequel trilogy <clears throat> and lay the foundation towards it but I don't think you need to change it. I think you're going to be very happy with the use of the worlds between worlds in this. If it's connected, like everyone has said and hinted towards that, it's I'm hoping that the world between worlds is what connects them to like Dathmore and like the the other regions right so she goes to the world between worlds to get to those other regions to find the the space whales and ezra and thong <laughs> if that's what happens i don't know thong or thrawn thong to thong 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 <laughs> let me see um, that thong hey thong. I, I have a question when it comes to this because if now I'm a believer that Adam Driver will say no, never to anything Star Wars related again. That that's I think he's. Although as we said, you know when the when the cocaine's a hell of a drug. It, yes, and and also I would say the Hasbro money runs out. But since they're not making any characters of him, he never got any Hasbro money really anyway. Um, but where where in the timeline would you like? We know where they took. Ahsoka in the world world between worlds, like where they grabbed her and pulled her out of. Where would you see them grabbing him and pulling him out of of the current running of the shows and movies to grab him before it gets to that point? Where where would you think that would be the proper way to do that? Does that make As sense? He's falling down the pit. <sighs> but didn't I mean... he come back to help her at the end? I mean, didn't. Did he need? Did she need his help to defeat the emperor? Was it, or was it just her on her own? Did he? I can't remember. No, he he did. Um, but you were asking where it, you essentially then you can't bring him in through the world between worlds because he has to climb back to the top and help Ray. And from that moment on, I don't really think there's. Because then he force heals her before he dies. So, yeah. So that that's what I'm saying is if you take, if you bring him back at any point, we're going like back to the future style here. Where does it affect her fight with Palpatine? Her being force healed. Now that's only if we go by Back to the Future rules. If we go by Marvel rules, <laughs> you can't. It, it doesn't matter. It affects it. They said that going back and changing the past can't affect the future. Then why did they go back and put the why did they go back and put the stones back? It's a time heist. It's a time yeah. heist. But 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 Scarlett Johansson couldn't come back, remember? Right. 
Well, Agent Carter didn't want to come back, and that's why he wanted to go back in time to go see and be with Agent Carter. And right. I love this. This is fantastic. Let's, but they had to go back. More... They had to go. They, so they stole. They stole. They the had stones, to go back to go because back and they put them in the back. Right. They had to steal them from a certain point, and then they had to put them back not to create multiple timelines. So they had to put them back where they got them from. Okay. But when they have the discussion, they say so, that you can't go back and kill baby Thanos because future Thanos has already wiped everything out. So we can't it didn't make any to, sense to me either. So going back to the Ben Solo thing. I like if, Back to the if, Future rules better. If Disney ever said, hey, we're going to make that 10, 11, 12, and we want to bring Ben back to be with Ray in that trilogy, there's no real way to bring him back. Why can't he just be another chosen one that's born by the Force? Well, but I'm saying he dies off at the end of The Rise of Skywalker. So it's a movie about space wizards. Just make up something. <laughs> so, somehow Ben Solo returned. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, um, I have to say this, that in in uh, Avengers Endgame, every time they talked about that time heist and how Back to the Future doesn't work that way and everything, I've never spoken it out loud. I just pretend that I understand what he's saying when he said <laughs> that because I'm like, I don't know why it doesn't work like Back to the Future. We should have He, he was saying that the future and... can't affect the past because it's already happened. So you can't stop it from happening. Yes, but once the once the past, once you go back in the past and affect the, the only future, it reason the future. Like, I why don't know. they defeated Thanos was because it was Thanos from the past who came to the future. Wow. Okay. I'm loving this. We're we're, we're opening up our eyes to new things. Okay. Interesting. Well, so going along with the storyline of Ahsoka, I read an article the other day that said. 2023 will change our views on the sequels, meaning the Mandalorian and Ahsoka series will have things in them that will start making us see the sequels in a different way. Do you agree? Disagree? Do you think that's possible? I mean, yes. that's what they want to do, correct? But can or they do we know off? for do do we know for sure that that's what they want to do? I mean, I can't sit here and definitively say that I know what Filoni and Favreau want to do, right? I can't sit here and say definitively that's what they want. Me as us as Star Wars fans are looking at breadcrumbs and we are thinking and trying to read tea leaves from the breadcrumbs that they're leaving at the shows that they've already made. And because we're reading tea leaves, we think that that's where they're going. But we don't know for sure that that's where they're going. Okay. Alfie? Okay, so we constantly bring this up that the Clone Wars made the prequels better and yeah this is where it's going to be much harder to do with the sequels <clears throat> attack of the clones is essentially two separate movies you have a really boring first half and then once they land on geonosis it's pretty awesome whether it makes sense or not it's still pretty kick-ass <laughs> so you just had to make half of the movie make more sense and revenge of the sith was pretty good from beginning to end, the Clone Wars just made it even better. That's where I think, yeah, they could make the sequels make more sense, maybe a more cohesive storyline, but making it a better movie, uh, I don't know that I'm going to ever compare the Battle of Crate to 
you know, the clone invasion on Geonosis. It's two different calibers of action right there. Okay. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, I mean, More! I have... <laughs> it makes a good meme. There's there's plenty of good memes from uh, the sequel trilogy. Um, yeah, I th I think that they have a good chance to do it. I mean, I have full faith in Filoni and Favreau, honestly. And I mean, what was that story? One someone recently sent us where Favreau, you know, threatened to walk if people didn't start men men meddling in his uh, business. I mean, I know that was in the Rule of the Galaxy group text. At yeah, that was me. Point. Mm hmm. Yeah, which I was kind of surprised to see. But honestly, that man just got a star on the Walk of Fame. He's done some damn good work in his career. Uh, and I don't I, I think the two of them just have their finger on the pulse of Star Wars as as well as a lot of people think they do. So I, I think they can pull something off. I mean, the biggest thing and, and Alfie's made a great point of it is the, the first order. What did they want to do? How did they start? What what what's going on? What was their goal? Mm -hmm. uh, it'll be really weird to see Mando transition into that. Like I I can't picture it. Uh, maybe they maybe they won't go that direction. Like is that even a possibility that they're just gonna shorten the timeline before? I, I like, mean, I, I guess they really are have. He can't really have them be completely disjointed though, right? I mean, we're going in that direction. So if you go in that direction long enough, something has to overlap somewhere. You can't just yeah. go, oh, we're going to tell this story. Stop. And then all of a sudden this whole other story starts over here. I mean, it'd it, be it's... weird. Yeah. It'd be weird to see first order stormtrooper helmets in the Mandalorian, you know, like it would be crazy, but I'd love to see it start during it too. Maybe like the, it could give you a little bit of nostalgia for it. If it can, if it can give you an ounce of, nostalgia and add a little bit to it then it's a success in my opinion okay and see that's going to be one i really want to see the start of the first order but the rise of skywalker really ruined whatever the first order was supposed to be because now it's just it was controlled by palpatine all along so like it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like no one fig nobody no one figured out who Snoke was. Did he just show up one day and he he was the leader? Um, I I don't know. It just he was in it's a, a mess, and I would like to see it it cleaned up a little bit. If you can do that, I mean, okay, maybe we'll find out some more stuff about Exegol. Uh, you know, in uh, between, I think the High Republic and between comics, I think they're they're dabbling in Exegol stuff, but I don't have time to to read all those. So I don't know if that makes me off the true Star Wars fan list, but it's it, it's a lot to take in. So if that puts uh, you off the true Star Wars fan list, fan list, then I shouldn't even be on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. All right. So bounce around a little bit it keeps going back to the sequel kind of thing we'll stick away from that real quick um let's go in a different direction how many of you guys have seen the new avatar movie d-doc brent alfie have you seen it no me either d-doc and brent we are a star wars podcast but i like to mingle in a little other things here or there maybe some education for alfie and i how much did you like, dislike, 
the new Avatar movie? Was it good? Was it as good as the first one? Was it something you could see them building on and doing all these other movies? Quick thoughts from you on Avatar. <laughs> do you want to go first, Brent? Do you, do you have I mean, thoughts ready? I kind of like... So here's the deal. Like, went and watched it. I, I enjoyed Avatar. I enjoyed uh, The Way of the Water. So basically, it's Avatar Avatar Underwater. It is um, essentially the same movie, almost <laughs> identical plot lines, except for take out the forest and put in water. It's still amazing. And if they don't put in a water ride, so the Flight of the Banshee, if they don't let me hook up to the underwater sea creature and fly me around under the water, then that's a that's a loss on Disney's part uh, because that I would ride that ride also. But it's exactly the same one. And when we left the movie, I don't know if it was I I don't think my daughter was with me, but like my dad was like, so what are they going to make the next one? The the volcanoes, the volcano world. Like so, like I mean, it's like at this point, it's like Earth, Wind, and Fire. What what what's going to be the next one that they <laughs> yeah. do? Um, because that's essentially what it is. I mean, it was very much the same story the way that I took it. And however, I enjoyed it. I went and watched it. I I would go and watch it again. Watch it in IMAX. It's it's enjoyable. It's like everything about Avatar to me is amazing. But it was the same okay. story. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty pretty similar opinion to Brent. I mean, visually it's like the best movie I've seen in a long time. You can just tell that they spend the extra time on the CGI and everything. Like, cause James Cameron's a bit of a psycho. Like he's crazy. I don't know if you guys have ever read any clips from his interviews, but he was just like, Yeah, if there's bombs, I mean, we'll we probably won't make any more, but I got the next like five lined up or whatever. But uh it was good just because they added the the wrinkle, and I won't get into spoilers as far as plot line goes, but they added the wrinkle of of them having kids and and the family okay. aspect of it, you know. So like that definitely changed things, and it, it was cool to see Jake Sully's story a little more. It was funny because I saw an interview with um, I saw an interview with James Cameron saying. Jake Sully hasn't had the chance to be Luke Skywalker yet. Like he actually brought a star Wars reference into it. And he's just like, you know, hmm. he's like, I'm still writing this story. I haven't given him that chance yet. And you know, we need to tell the story. So it was like, that was definitely kind of cool. And I don't like 3d movies that much. And this is one that I saw in 3d and I thought it was excellent. So I wasn't surprised when I started bringing in the money because you know, I after I saw it, I went. People who asked me, "Is it worth seeing?" I said, "Yeah." Like, I mean, uh, we talk about like being entertained. Like, Brent, you would say you were entertained by that movie, right? Like, it was entertaining. Like, yeah, but I also have a low bar for entertainment. To be honest with you, I am entertained by ninety five percent of the movies and almost everything I see in a movie theater. I'm going to tell you is a B rating, if not better. So. <laughs> I get entertained because of the whole, my whole thought process, dude, I go there to escape. Mm -hmm. I'm, I want to be absorbed into the story and it takes a lot for me not to be absorbed into a story. So mm -hmm. I have a low bar for the entertainment factor, especially when I'm in a theater in that setting. Um, I also, they also throw in like a chosen one aspect too, that I think that they're going to play up in the next couple movies because as far as I know, there's at least there's a guaranteed three and I think a guaranteed four. Um, but I don't know if there was I'm not sure about a five, but I know for sure there's the three because they were filming it at the same time. Mm -hmm. And okay. 
so I know for sure there'll be another one. I don't know if, if there's a four and a five, but I know for sure there's a three. All right. Well, I I, I will I will probably watch it at home at some point in time. It's, it's, it <laughs> I, didn't, didn't I will tell you. Me, so I'll tell you it'll be a completely different experience if you watch it at home. Just like I always say, like that was one where I made I made a point to go to the theater to watch because I knew okay. I knew that it would be case in point of Wakanda Forever. I watched over the course of three days. It's not because it was a bad movie. It's just I watched it over three days because I could. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I, I didn't care for the first one, so I don't know if I will ever watch yeah. the second one. Avatar? Yeah. I mean, if you like, I, honestly, if you like the first one, you will like this one. Is the way I was I rooting for the Marines in the first one. That's how much I. <laughs> well, you was, might actually, you might, you might like the like second one. one. <laughs> right? You might well, actually like this one. That's how much like... I disliked the first one. I was like, please just destroy the goddamn planet. Please end this. <laughs> you, you, uh, you might not uh, be, well, you might not be unentertained. You might, uh. It was very visually, it was amazing. It was. Yeah. But I just did, the story did nothing for me. I thought the acting was. Jake Sully, his act, that actor, bless his heart, he he, he tries, but for me it just doesn't work. And I don't know. know. And I, like you said, I watched it. I tried to watch it again at home, and oh, even without the 3D, it was just unbearable. Yeah, Good like idea. one one final point I'll say on it is like, I thought to myself, technology has come so far because I remember seeing the first one in theaters and being like, I've never seen CGI like this before. And I thought, like, all right, what'll what'll this be like now that we've seen so much amazing CGI in movies? I, the the story needs to tell me more. It's like, all right, well, they blew you away with the CGI again in this, where you're just like, damn, like the, okay. the water really looks real just because when they filmed that stuff, they really were underwater. When they were doing those fight scenes on certain ships, whether they're in the water or not, I've seen the behind the scenes. These guys are in the jumpsuits getting scanned and actually fighting each other Wow. sinking into real water and holding their breath and everything so like that's why it looks so real when they're in these fight scenes in it so yeah i gave it i was i was pretty high on it actually when i left i gave it like a like a b plus b plus pushing on a just because i i just thought it lived up to the hype you know i, I just thought it did I'm, a good job i'm going to i think we should start even though it's a star wars dedicated show i think we should start bringing in some other things like this because one of the things I've done recently is I bought the Regal Pass. So $18 a month, I can see all the movies I want to see. And uh, starting tomorrow, I will be going to see Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania, which Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm hearing, oh, it's terrible. I don't care. I like Paul Rudd. I like the character. It's one of the things in Marvel that I still like i i want to i want to see that the following week cocaine bear cocaine bear comes out solid choice yep so um uh you know alfie or brent if 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 i i already planned this one out for tomorrow but cocaine bear in the future uh, i'll tell you when i'm going you're more than welcome to to ride along uh you know but i think i think i'm going to start having a couple movies a month and i'm gonna i'm gonna bring the heat i'm gonna tell you thumbs up thumbs down Whatever, but I I hadn't seen Avatar, so I wanted to hear from you guys uh, your feedback because I thought it was important. It was a good good movie. So 
It'll yes. be like Joaquin Phoenix and Gladiator every week. You know, it'll be the, it'll yes. be the Gladiator segment. You know, you hold the thumb sideways. You got to watch on YouTube. You know, leave a moment of silence. Boom. I I I we will do that. Um, yeah, I like that idea. Just sit right here while I'm talking and and have it kind of be a gauge up and down on the thumb. Um, real quick, March. Look, I'm wearing my Ted Lasso shirt tonight because March we get. Ted Lasso on the 15th. We get Mando on the 1st. I I mean, I'm extremely pumped that those two things are coming out in the same month. That is so exciting to me that we're going to be getting both of those shows, you know, in that Crazy. same time frame. It's great. I mean, it's like for the first time, I'm like, man, I'm excited that these things are coming out. I'm excited that Mando's coming out. We can talk about the clips that have been coming out. Alpha, you sent over some nerdgasm photos today. Mando looks. Did you guys great. watch that clip that I sent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. I mean, we were blown away in Force Awakens when the X wings were going over the water and the mm. spray was going on, but then we had this ship here. Was that a Mandalorian ship? Is that is that? So it yeah, looked like a gauntlet. gauntlet. That oh, yeah. looked like a gauntlet going over the water. Fantastic. So you mix, you know. So we'll probably sprinkle a little Ted Lasso talk into the show as well as movie talk because. I love Ted Lasso. I mean, it's if I if I was smart enough and had enough time, I do a Ted Lasso podcast. It's that good. It's it's just fun. <clears throat> so so March is really cool. One other thing I wanted to cover, uh, Alfie, was it you who sent it out? Alfie, Brent, or D Doc? New Star Wars movies might be announced at Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, that was D Doc. Saw that today. Yeah. So we'll we'll <laughs> see. I mean, it's it's always. It's always in the mix. Every every celebration, probably. Oh, I hope for anybody who does listen to our show, give us a try on YouTube because <laughs> seeing seeing just little gestures like Brent just did, just from a conversation, it adds to the show. Um, Brent, you're you're kind of fed up because you don't you don't want to know. You just I don't happens, care it because it's not gonna happen. It's going or... to. It's going to. When it's actually going to the theater and I see trailers and it says on December 24th or May 13th, then I'll care. When you're telling me, you're telling me there's a chance. It feels like dumb and dumber. You're telling me there's a chance. Well, we will have friend of the show, Mark Newbold at Celebration, and we will have member crew member of the show yeah, uh, Jessica Duchess dropped that she, I, they're both they're both promising me they'll give us great coverage of uh, of the celebration since we're not going um but uh I I don't know we'll wait and see I'll cross my fingers look I don't care what it is if you want to announce the movies announce them but come through you know follow through as Brent said don't 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 yankee my yet wanky whatever don't pull my chain <laughs> you know Donger need food. Don't um, don't flick your back. <laughs> Give me the real Are stuff. Are you referencing 16 candles? I am. No more Yankee, my wanky. Donger need food. <laughs> Blake. <sighs> Blake. Um, anyway. Um, <laughs> the, the question is how many people in the audience would actually get that reference, Alvy? Not many. I got it. You did right away. Yeah. Um, you know, I read an expansion on this today, and what we may be getting is some solid news on the Lindenhoff project in 
the state of how do you say his name? Watiti. Taika mm. Watiti. Yeah. Yeah. I his thought that project was dead. That well, it's still in development. That's what I'm telling you, D Doc. <clears throat> if you if you follow the movie business, development on movies can take 15 years. Black like it, right? Like it can take forever. Not everything that you talk about. There's probably 45 projects that are on a shelf with their Star Wars projects. There's probably 20 in development that they don't talk about. Like it. Now, did you see though what Iger said recently though that they are going to double down on yep. Marvel and Star Wars? Which yep. makes me excited and nervous at the same time because it's like you've already been giving us a lot of content and some of it hasn't been the best that you've ever, you know, like uh, I, I love our shows and I love to watch them and I love that it gives me that escape from the world. But sometimes you sit there and think about it and you're like, eh, was that the best? Like, I don't know. Like, that's what we do here. But uh, I don't know. I think I think Iger is once again hitting the pedal to the metal on a movie, which is what he did with the sequel trilogy. I just hope they're doing it the right way. Mm -hmm. Right. Just and he's also one. just do one. Don't do three. Mm -hmm. Like do three separate movies. Don't make it a trilogy. But he's also the one who wanted the line somehow Palpatine returned. Or at least he had to get like he wanted Palpatine in the movie. So they had to come up with a way to explain how he came back. Right. But that was Bob Iger decision. That was him saying that we need this because it'll sell to try to save this franchise and try to save this movie series. Like Okay, I'm I'm gonna throw something out there. This may be way off base, and I wasn't planning on talking about this, but you brought up the Palpatine thing, and yes, we're gonna talk about Bad Batch in a minute. But if when they sat and looked at everything, and they said we have to make a baddie that really is the baddie for the entire nine instead of the baddie for a trilogy or what have you, why couldn't we have a goodie for the entire nine? Why couldn't Luke Skywalker be born creating the new hope at the revenge of the Sith all through the original trilogy? And why couldn't Luke Skywalker be the goodie all the way through if Palpatine was going to be the baddie all the way through? Just throwing it out there. I know I'm, I'm an old man yelling at the clouds mm. and telling people to get off my lawn. But if we're going to go to that well, just go to the other freaking well. It doesn't make any sense. And, and Luke could die at the end and train Ray. And she could do 10, 11, and 12. Uh, just my two cents, just throwing it out there. Anyway, but he, sorry. But he can't be the goodie for all nine because he didn't <laughs> exist for three of them. I'm, but, I'm, but he did by the end of the, the first trilogy. He was born. He was the new hope going into the middle trilogy. So I'm just saying, you know, how many times was the emperor in the middle three? He was in for two seconds when it was a yeah. orangutan, an old woman. And Empire Strikes Back, and then he was in Return of the Jedi. Really, it, it very easily no. could have been done. It's just the fact that I just don't even think that they knew in the first two movies that Palpatine was going to be the big bad at the Correct. end of all of it. That's no. what I think. I, I think that our buddy Ryan threw threw a turd in the punch bowl, and then and then you know they just had to pick up the pieces. Okay, I didn't mean to take us on that level. It just it just popped in my head. When you brought up Palpatine again, I was like, you know, just made me think about it. So I enough of that. Um <laughs> hey, we got a bad batch episode. And 
I know we talk about Adventures of the Week, and I know we talk about filler, and I know we talk about was it worthwhile? Was it filling? Did it did it give us what we needed? Episode nine, the crossing. Um, I'm just gonna say it. I'll start the conversation. I really like this episode. Um, it was different. It was an adventure of the week, but at the same time, I felt like there was more depth. I felt like they were leading us in some directions. And I even sent, I think all of you guys, I think crossing was it, because what did they cross? Did they cross a bridge? Did they cross, I mean, they went down that path where the, where the, where the deer followed them, right? The space deer, but that wasn't really a crossing. Um, I think the crossing term is this is where the series crosses over to a whole nother, whole nother plan. And I think, I hope so. (laughs) I think. Her being moody, uh, Omega being moody, Omega missing Echo, uh, Omega missing thinking, gosh, if they don't miss Echo and he's gone, would they miss me if I'm gone? Um, you know, she's already lost all the Kaminoans who she known her whole life. She's seen loss in war in, in her short time there, and she thinks any of them could be gone at any time. Um, so that you see different growth out of tech who you haven't. Uh, Hunter, his senses were very strong. So I, I just feel like there was something where they're saying, we're leaving you on a crappy planet with nothing around except a storm heading your way. And I think 10 through 16, the storm is coming and there's going to be things going on. Just my personal opinion, that's what I left with is there was some depth. There's some good storytelling. There were some interesting things. The visuals under the water, all that stuff were beautiful um, for, an, for an animated series. But that's where I am. Somebody raise your hand and tell me who wants to talk next and either rip on me or say some comments about the show. And I'll go. D-Doc Stardust. Go, D-Doc. I'm, I'm, I'm right on that path with you. I'm pretty high on it, honestly. I thought it was a good episode. I was waiting for the Lion King music to start playing when that herd was coming through. I thought freaking record was going to die like Mufasa underneath the oh. hooves of all those guys. Was that not pure Lion King in that scene? Was the Lion King. Jurassic One. Park. Yeah, it could have been Jurassic Minus. Park too. Yeah, that's true. I just wanted to throw it out there, but yes, it was Lion King. No, no, like, you're right. But Dra- those were the, both, both of those were the same. It was like the Jurassic Park scene too. Yeah, I I got I got a little nervous, you know, it it was like, you know, I'm just going to flow into it and just throw out random points. Yeah. But like, I just it wasn't an episode that I expected. I was kind of nervous there was going to be a big drop off after that double episode. And I don't know this, as Joe was saying, this kind of got into the emotions of things. And, you know, where are we at? Like, uh, how do we feel about each other? Like, you know, Omega's like thinking like we're in this together. We're a family, right? Like, but you really don't care that Echo's gone, which is also leading me into what was said on World of the Galaxy a while ago about Echo Base. I believe that's a, a thing that is happening. 100%. Like, yeah. Uh, was the soundtrack different in this episode? It was very Western, wasn't it? I feel like Cad like Bane a- was going to show up. Did anybody else think that the Cat Bane was gonna be this when they heard the music? I first thing I was like, damn. Yeah, with that Cat guitar. Bane. Yeah. It, it it was going throughout. And I'm like, this is this is interesting. Like they definitely put thought into that um soundtrack. So yeah, I mean it was uh, I I really I really personally enjoyed it. And um 
Yeah, it's it it brought out a lot of uh, emotional layers uh, to the story, I'll say, and where where Echo is or um where Omega what Omega is thinking about everything. I mean, Omega is kind of becoming the main character, really. I mean, I know she's always been a focal point, but like she's really becoming a main focal point of a lot of situations in this show. Alfie or Brent? Brent's I like this episode. Face. It was fun. Um, I agree with everything you guys are saying about, you know, the turning point of the series. I just think it's taken too long to get here. I feel like the, this theme of who we are and where we're going, we've kind of been juggling that for a while. Um, but, you know, it is geared to kids, so I'll give it, you know, a pass. But I just hope that we're getting somewhere and this picks up into there being a reason why this show's called the bad batch not just random clones okay i don't know if i agree with this being the metaphorical crossing of into a stronger or a more i don't know uh bad batchy uh series i don't know if i agree with that um i do think that this episode, what it did well was to play on the theme. Uh, D-Doc mentioned it, that I think is present throughout all of the Star Wars trilogies and through all of the Star Wars is family and what it means to be family. And going through, I think we had that one episode we talked about Rebels and the, mm-hmm. reason, why Rebels was, the reason why Rebels was so successful is because you had a family. They, they basically were a family. You had your mom, your dad. You have your kids, you have your brother, your sister. Um, they didn't necessarily always get along, but they, they definitely would fight for each other. You had family with the original trilogy cast. You had fr- family in the um, prequels a little bit. It's probably a little bit looser, but you had Obi-Wan and Anakin. Um, and then in the Clone Wars, you obviously had them getting tighter. Um, and then sequel trilogy, it's you still have a, a family, but they weren't. They weren't as solid and as firm as you wanted to, but the characters did have a family. So family is a theme that I think flows through all of Star Wars. And I think exploring the family of misfits in a way. Um, and Omega never really had people that look like her or a family. So it is 100% authentic for her to have that feeling of loss. It is also what it did well was showcase people with an autism spectrum disorder because the way that tech, the, I, the first thing I said was autistic. The second thing I said was C-3PO. So in the, everything else, like the way that the way that tech views the world is not necessarily the same as the way that somebody else views the world. And they had that heart to heart after they went through the tub through the tub and tech basically saying to her, just because I process the world differently, doesn't mean that I don't miss him just as much as you, which is 100% mm-hmm. somebody with an autism spectrum disorder. That is the, that is exactly the thing. They are as 100% on the same level as everybody else. They just process and see things in a completely different way. And they need people to help help guide them through that right i think big bang theory showed us that too like they you need to have a couple of people be your guides to show you that yeah you know what you you can have those feelings that's what that 
that's what that feeling was. Like they don't know what that emotion was. He's so, kept, he's yeah. so he's so technical. He's so so blunt and so straight that that's the way he sees the world. And he doesn't know how anybody else doesn't see the world that way. And it's hard for him to understand how somebody else doesn't see the world that way. And he needed other people to show him, you know what, there's other, there's other viewpoints and people see the world differently than you. So I, Brent, I think, I, go ahead. No, I, I, I love that you're bringing that up. And, and the reason I love it is um, it's not something I've ever had to face in, in my life and my family. Um, and also uh, uh, I've, I've heard multiple people on social media mention exactly that. So I wasn't going to bring it up unless someone on the show did because I didn't want to steal thunder of something I just read on a tweet or whatever. The other thing I saw a lot that I'll just throw in there since we brought it up is divorce. Somebody said this is like being a divorced kid because you've got one, you've got these parents who are here, but another one chose to leave and all these kind of things. Look, I watched the show twice. Neither of those things crossed my brain at all because that's because... not something that's I've affected me. Exactly. It's, so when I watched and I heard people say that, and then I saw or heard you say that, I went, "Wow!" Never crossed my mind. But it will. It, but it wouldn't cross your mind because again, you haven't been exposed. It's never. It's not something that's there. But it's giving somebody who might not have somebody to identify with somebody to identify with now, right? So somebody who is watching this sees themselves in those characters, right? Because that's. You talk about entry points, you talk about everything else. This, like Big Bang Theory did a great, did a wonderful, like to bring awareness of autism spectrum disorders, did a great job of making that. People felt like they connected with somebody from that show. If you are 7, 12, 13 years old and you just started watching this show, now you have somebody you can identify with because they have the feelings that they think similarly, similarly to you. They have those same kind of divorce parent situations. I didn't divorce never came up to my mind, but I also understand that she's never had a family. Right. So I looked at yeah. it from like, I can understand that loss of lose. Like she's lost somebody that she cared about deeply. And so that I can see, but no, I would, I didn't think about divorce, but then again, I've never been in a situation where divorce was a part of my, my worldview. Yeah. D doc Alfie, we, we just, brought down the hammer on a little bit of stuff there any any thoughts or any weird or different things that you thought or saw on it or heck you could just say hey i hate sid i don't care whatever you want i mean um, well you brought up rebels and i think you know on my point this is one of the things that i i really keeps me from getting into this show so much yes it's fun and i do enjoy it but rebels did a much better job of making the characters relevant to each episode and to me, I feel like most episodes of The Bad Batch, it's just, they're just there. And it's disappointing to me because they're such cool characters. Mm -hmm. they're, they should be doing more or playing to their abilities more in the story. Mm -hmm. I mean, Echo left, but what did Echo ever really do each episode? I mean, him and Tech were basically the same guy, right? Yeah. Like Echo opened the door. That was like his thing. Every episode was I can use my robot in to open the door. But now that I, as I've sit and talked about this, I almost feel like, and I'm, I keep going back to maybe the first or the second episode. I feel like this is kind of a tech centric 
um, you're seeing a lot more tech arc um, throughout the whole series. Now Ryan they Rangers. jump in and out, but like, yeah, there's it's real tech heavy in this first half. But then that's what really bothered me about the shuttle getting stolen, though, because why your character is tech and you do all this crazy technical electronic stuff. You don't have like a safety system, a lock. You don't have, you know, some way to override (laughs) your freaking tech. This is your personal vehicle. Somebody can just jump in and does he have a key button? I mean. I'm yeah. thinking about that thing so, my grandmom used to put in the steering wheel where you uh, <laughs> lock that bar into the steering wheel. I just had a Oh, oh God, what is that? What was that called? Yes. You know that like red yep. thing with the yes, rubber and you could lock talking. it? You're, she yeah. actually had one? Oh, yeah, I remember. She I had never, this old I, I've Cadillac seen this infomercials. And, yep, yep she never would even... lock that thing in that steering wheel, man, every time we went anywhere. That's so funny. I can't remember the name of that. That's freaking great. So I I see that almost as a plot device, as a plot armor to show that because Tech got super upset with Wrecker and because he made a mistake, I think it was another way to show Tech that people make mistakes. It was another, I look, I get it. I, I was yeah. also, like, I get, I get it. it, right? Like, I'm yeah, but- using that as justification. I'm not saying that that's what's there, but I can see that as a justification for that happening. But I wanted yeah. to start off my whole spiel by saying you blow up the Razor Crest, and then now you're going to steal the Marauder. Like you just can't let right. ships. You... But we were we were brought up on Han Solo, who loved his ship and who yep. did nothing but work on it. So you're going to tell me that this person that has super technical abilities, like the mutant from X Men, he's not just going to sit there and work on his ship <laughs> all the time, making more fail safes while they're in hyperspace or whatever the reason the reason why han worked on his ship is because it was a beast of hunk of junk and it always broke down it wasn't that he loved it and he took care of it he had to to make that damn thing fly come on though han solo and the millennium falcon is ted he didn't have sam malone and cheers that's his first love right there that's i mean it was supposed to look that way it made it easier to smuggle it was a hunk of people who are listening but it was a hunk of junk. It was a broke down piece of poo that he, he was baby. He said from the get go, she may not look like much on the outside, but she's got it where it counts. That's right. <laughs> and real quick, for those of you who are too young who are listening, go watch Cheers, Sam Alone. <laughs> You'll probably think it's boring for a while because it's 80s humor, but it's really good. Anyway. You all, you uh, also hear you also hear Sid on that show as well. And yes. so part of to bring it back with that is like i my i was thinking the crossing was more of like there like is it a double cross is there some sort of crossing with sid are they crossing like their threshold with sid like i wasn't thinking like the metaphorical this is going to be i do think the storm coming is okay. definitely was metaphorical right there is this storm coming but i also wasn't thinking the crossing was anything oh. that was like okay we've crossed the we've crossed into like this amazing territory so I've heard people say, well, maybe Sid, beca- you know, got the ship stolen or whatever to, to leave him there. But Sid's the one who told him that there were poachers and, and thieves on this planet. So I don't I don't see that. And they but- left their ship with the ramp down. After she told them that. Yeah. But I mean, 
She I also, know it's a show for kids, but I pick up on things like that. It really bothered she, me. She also ditched him and was being kind of, you know, elusive. Maybe at she's the busy. End. I, I, Maybe I, she's I, looking for the guy with the flower plume. Or whatever I, it is. What's it? Are you talking about are you talking about DJ? Is that what you were trying to reference? Was the other guy the code breaker? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, D Doc. Sorry. Yeah, I don't honestly, as I'm watching Bad Batch, I don't like I think kids can be entertained by it, but I do think the show is made for us, in my opinion. Like, I don't know. Like the visuals, like the storyline, I don't know. It seems too deep to me at sometimes. And maybe that's just the way that I take it in personally but like i don't know i i think it is deep and i mean the, the stuff brent was saying it's like that stuff that i don't even think about as joe was saying just because i don't have experience with it i've always looked at tech as like a droid basically like he just doesn't have feelings because yeah. that's like and, and the way brent laid it out is a very good point like it's you know something to think about like uh really that just doesn't cross my mind um i think it was a sign to show that they're weaker without uh echo too like the fact that it's like they didn't have they they didn't have that extra man to keep watch like where Mm -hmm. then they're like worried about omega like if she stays out there but like you know we're gonna need omega though too like i I don't know it's like it, it it seems like this was just showing that there's kind of you take one man out of the situation and there can be fractures within the group pretty quickly i mean hunter was really the only one in this who really nothing got too involved with him he just was trying to be the leader the whole time as he always does basically but you know as as you guys said uh, tech tech and uh wrecker were really going at each other throughout it and i don't know it's it's weird i mean they finished the episode being like yeah we're in this together but uh you know as we've said storm is coming and what is echo doing like what is echo doing with rex right now uh like what what do they have going on? Are we going to have an Echo episode similar to the Crosshair episode? Because we've only seen Crosshair, what, once this whole series? Very little. Yeah, I mean, I think it was just that one episode. So, I don't know. It's interesting. They better get that damn ship back. Because I'm not losing another ship. <laughs> and and seeing them, like, you know, what, 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 what repurposed ship from uh, the prequels are they going to get oh. now? Like, Here I don't know. I want them to get Interesting. it. Interesting. Well, don't they get an ATTE for Rebels? Isn't that what they're out fishing on or something like Echo's that? Echo's not with Rex. No, he's not. It's Gregor and Wolf. Right. Hmm. Interesting. Um, guys, I, I mean, we've got one more episode before the Mando starts showing up, and then we'll see how intense Bad Batch has to be then. But, you know, I, I think. For for it to compete when Mando was on, for people to still put their eyes on it while Mando's going, they're gonna have to ramp it up, right? It's gonna have to be. Yeah, are people gonna be pulled away to go watch Mando, or are they gonna say, "Oh, this stuff's getting pretty real now"? I'll, I'll finish and watch the end of this season here. I don't think it matters because it's two different populations. The people that are gonna get pulled away and not watch it are the people that were Mandalorian fans, like the. The people are going to tune in to see Grogu, and those people are going to tune in to see Grogu. The people that are watching The Bad Batch are the guys like us and the people that listen to us that are already watching The Bad Batch. I've talked to about 10 people, not 10 people, there's three or four people at the school that I work at that are Star Wars fans. 
talk to him about Andor, ask him about Bad Batch. They have no idea, no no care in the world. It's it is. It's a, like Bad Batch is a small segment of the fan population that watches it. It just is. And it's it's kind of reserved for those that are super fans or fans with kids that should try to get their kids in. Right. Like, so I don't think it's actually going to compete at like it's not going to fight for viewership because I believe the people that are watching Bad Batch will watch Mandalorian and then turn on Bad Batch right after the Mandalorian's over with. Okay. I know I will. I mean, but I also correct. I believe podcast. that I'm <laughs> right. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. And the people and the people that listen to our podcast are going to be doing the same thing, right? If they haven't already. Mm-hmm. So it, and that's okay. just kind of that's my feeling on it. Like I don't think you're going to compete for anybody. I don't think they're going to lose viewership. Um, if anything, Mando's numbers are going to stay what Mando's numbers are because the people are going to turn in to see. Yeah, it's Grogu. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I, let, let's let's go around the horn. We'll go around the horn and finish things up. You throw a topic or anything you want to talk on or hit that we didn't cover, anything like that. I'm going to start. I'm going to go in reverse order. D-Doc, I finished with you at the beginning. I'm going to start with you at the end. Anything you want to hit on before we break away? Uh, Bad Batch, I have two things. One, Bad Batch-wise, I think Sid is just bad news. I, I think she just doesn't care about them at all, honestly, at this point. Like, I, okay. I just, I, I don't know. I think uh, to her, like, their mentality of things and the way they attack things, like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm totally off on this, but the way that they had that hollow call or whatever with her at the end and she was just like oh, that'll take a week they're like we don't have a week like we'll die in a week we don't have rations and she's <laughs> like oh, i'll see what i can do and then she just like kind of hangs up on him uh yeah i think they they're gonna start looking her at her a little bit differently i'll say and then star wars wise my final thought this week i built the atte right here you can see it on youtube this Gorgeous. thing is freaking awesome. It's so cool because you pick it up and the legs are just hanging. But then when you sit it down, it just goes right into position. Mm. And it's awesome. And I got my first Commander Cody minifigure for uh, any Lego Star Wars fans out there. Came with plenty of clones. So I'm starting to build a clone army here. So it's bad. I'm starting. I, I've My Lego love ebbs and flows. Black uh-huh. series, black series. I'm kind of like drying out a bit. I'm picking and choosing, and I have a bunch of Legos to be built, and I'm like right back in it now. So I need to get more shelves. Okay. <laughs> and those are my final thoughts for the night. Go, birds. you got it. You got it. <laughs> uh, Brent, Brent, we'll go to you next. I almost got through the day without toy talk, but we're gonna have some toy talk. Here oh, it's too. coming. I had I had to throw it oh, in. Oh boy. Well, so there's also so I play my little board game called Legion. Everybody knows that. Yada yada yada. By the table way, Moth Gideon, right? Table it's table tabletop. It, well, sorry, tabletop war game. So okay. Moth Gideon and the Dark Troopers are coming out for the Empire. They also uh, another cool little thing is they created a force where you can build a. It's called the Imperial Remnant. So there's some special rules with it, but Moff Gideon is your leader and you could take a shore trooper and then you could put a heavy weapon from like the death troopers in it. So basically it's like your unit is a scattering of the different groups that are still there. Right. So there's different ways to build your army, but it's like a haphazard way to build it 
which fits the thematic nature of like you could have a shore trooper in with stormtroopers, right? So um it's just a cool little thing and a cool little mechanism. But what I was getting at is there's another game called called Shatterpoint. Um mm-hmm. and they've they've showed some information about Shatterpoint. One thing that they've talked about is it's a they're it's a basically a four character per team, a primary, a secondary, and then like two um whatever ancillary character yeah yeah but you could theoretically and i want to know if you guys would do this you could theoretically do like dooku with ahsoka and have the clan craze mandalorians be their fourth the the other two people so you could like mix um you have to stay in the same era but you could mix good with bad on your team uh, on your squad, I guess. Does that yeah, sound like that? That's like on uh, Galaxy of Heroes. You can do that. Yeah, so you can build a with the yeah. Okay, so it's it it's taking from that in some respects. So that was something that they just talked about. Um, the core set's gonna be released in like March or April. Um, they have an expansion. So like they have the Obi-Wan expansion, which everybody gets all giddy about because the name of it is Hello There. It's the Hello There expansion. It's Obi-Wan. Um, I believe it's Commander Cody is your secondary character. And then it's like some clone troopers all in like you can paint them up in the 221st or 212th. Um, so yeah, like um, that's coming out. I was just curious how you guys, if you would mix... The other thing is you could like build like a Rex, Anakin Rex clone trooper ball, and then you could have a Vader stormtrooper ball because you you run two squads, right? So two four-man squads. One of your squads could be like Anakin and clones, and the other squad could be Vader and um, stormtroopers. But within the squad, you couldn't mix factions, but that's your team to try to get whatever points you're trying to get in the game. So it's kind of, it, it, they're trying to be a little loosey goosey with the faction based and your light and dark side stuff. Um, so it sounds like it could be fun. There's just, there are a lot of people that are in there. They're like, how could you ever back? How could you put a light side with a dark side? Right? Like, and it's just, they it would just never... depends on what their abilities are. Well, right, I mean, right. Well, right, like, if you're talking about strategically playing the game and, like, mixing their abilities, absolutely. But the people that are like, why would Dooku would never be with, like, uh, Yoda? Like, they would never be on the same team. How could you put them on the same team? Yeah. They should just call the game World Between Worlds, and then they could be on the same team. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like schoolyard Star Wars. Pick pick your squad, basically. It's like Freaking it's like light and dark side mixed together. There you go. Yep. School. Yeah, it's, it's a pick 'em. Schoolyard yep. pick 'em. There but, we go. I like. So that. that's that's the last piece. Um, I I enjoy the bad backs. I'm I'm thinking the crossing more has to do with like Sid and has to do with that. I don't think it's like this is going to become all. I still think it's going to be flavor of the week until they hit the next double episode. Okay. I'll, I'll roll with that, Alfie. Bad Batch, I like it. It's fun. It's a good 20 so or more. Is that a you're smoking a marker? Yeah, I don't have my cigar. <laughs> I, I'm i hoping for a moment like in Rebels, I think it was in season two when Harris said that it was time to 
do something bigger. You know, I don't necessarily want the Bad Batch to join the rebellion or anything. That's not what I'm saying, but I, I'm tired of them being, you know, doing these little piddly jobs for money. It just seems like such a waste of good characters. They should be out there doing their own. They should be the A-team, basically, helping people. You know, like in the, the Kashyyyk episode with Gun, uh, mm -hmm. Gunji. That, that's more like what they should be doing. Not Not this we're picking this up for money and it's going to go bad and tech's going to say, you know, this is the probability of this not succeeding. And then Brecker blows something up, you know, it, it just needs to be a little bit more to me. And I know it's a kid show, but I'm just hoping that we get a, just a little more meat in this show. Uh, the last thing I'd like to bring up in, uh, we've kind of talked about a little bit this week is uh, the black series dying off. I, I think, my personal opinion is you reach a certain price point and unless you're making just the most ultimate thing, the, the highest fan favorite thing you can make. That, I mean, I think they just reach some limits on certain things. It, I mean, it's, just it's just weird that $30 for a ca side character that you don't know much about right. doesn't have anything extra with it. That's a little pricey. It is. I, it, to me, the price is the biggest one for me because I'm not paying $30 for the Imperial officer. And if you go back, you know, a year ago, we were all saying, you know, we're the only thing we can find is General Lando. And now the shelves are full, but they're full of just, I mean, not yeah. really, I, I hate to say junk, but just characters you don't care to spend $30 on. Go ahead, Brent. I think it is the fact that. There is not free-flowing COVID money for people that are not working because when COVID was going on, people were getting those checks and they had nothing else to spend their money on. And if you talk to anybody that collects anything, things that were collectibles went skyrocketed and were hard to find and anything. Like I have friends who were, they were bourbon collectors and anything bourbon collecting during the last three years has skyrocketed. If you are a baseball card collector, people thought they were going to make it rich in the baseball world, in the card collecting world, in the memorabilia world. Anything that was a collectible from 2020 to 2023 went from one to 2000 as far as like the, the exponential growth of them. And money is getting a little bit tighter. People are back into work. Things are normalizing. And I don't think there is that drive to collect like there was because that gave you an outlet because you were stuck at home. You had an outlet and collecting was your outlet. Yeah, I like that. That's a good well, theory. but the pre-orders are still, you know, let's say for two out of the eight in a series, you know, those pre-orders are still selling out within seconds. It's just the rest of them that are actually hitting the store are just gathering dust. And are, did we say on the Glosson episode, this latest wave, they're not even doing any pre-orders on it. They're it's not. just going to be fine yeah. now. Yeah. It's like, I'm kind of game with that. Cause that's what I do anyway. Like I just hunt the stores cause my target stock, whatever it says on my target app is never what they have in the store. I've learned that from years ago. Thanks to you guys. But you know, I, I don't know. I think a lot of collectors, honestly, whether if it's a figure they want, like the, uh, right now, I have the um, what is it? Is it uh, Obi Wan Wandering Jedi, where mm -hmm. there's like a bunch of them, 
And I think every guy who goes to my target who thinks the same thing as me is thinking, well, if I just don't buy it at this $30 price point, they're going to drop it to like 17. So let's just wait and wait and wait and wait and see if we can hit it on that day. And, you know, that I think that's what everybody's doing because uh, price point wise, it's like, I'm not spending 30 bucks on a figure, you know, maybe one that I really love. Like if there's one that I'm really hunting for, like if they put Luke from the Mandalorian out on the shelf for 30, that's going to be a hard one to find. Yeah. Yeah. I'll spend the 30 bucks on that one. My wife actually got me. She just got, she knows I like black black series. This is one I probably wouldn't have bought, but it's the, um, it's the new Republic security droid. She got me that for my birthday. Like I'm, I'm excited to get them still. But like I, I was buying them up before. Now I'm kind of more so hunting online, and I don't know. It's just not the same right now. It's it's a little weird. It's yeah, weird. the last two waves are all on clearance on Amazon, like really on clearance. They weren't thinking. They weren't <laughs> thinking with their last couple of waves. I mean, right now McFarland's about to drop a wave of um, the Dark Knight, where yeah. it's going to be. Christian Bale, it's going to be Heath Ledger, Joker, oh. the Scarecrow. It's going to be if you get all four of the figures, it's you're going to get be able to do a Bane build a figure. It's like, all right, they know what the hell they're doing. Like, why do they never do build a figure with Star Wars? They do it with Marvel Legends. Like, yep. how come they've never done that with Star Wars? Like, is it are no are idea. the costumes too intricate? Like, or is is there not that Luke, guy that you would do the the build a figure with, or what? Like, I don't. Lucasfilm controls their label yep. more so than Marvel. Marvel says, "Oh, throw your name on it, we're fine," because they've been doing it and slapping their name on things for for years. They are way more loose with their IP than Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm is really tight with their IP. Except for that junk that they sell at Walmart. I'm telling like <laughs> I'm telling you, they are tighter with their IP than Marvel is. It's just look at all the Marvel merchandise, look at all the Lucasfilm merchandise. Yeah. And you're gonna have over the years, you're gonna have a bucket ton more of Marvel stuff that's merchandise and labeled. Yeah. Like uh, the if you're watching YouTube, the yeah. Imperial officer from Ferrex. My like, target looks the same, and there's more. There's more on the bottom shelf that I can't even get. Like they're, they're it's like they're loaded on it, and they're just like you can tell. Like, what the hell are we gonna do with these things? Like, it's, my, it's also, my Star Wars section is is junk. Right, it's like that Micro like, Squadrons. You know that stuff hasn't hit clearance yet. That fifty dollar Millennium Falcon is badass, but I am not paying fifty bucks for that. Yeah, not when there's thirty of them on the shelf. As I say, it's also logistics, and somebody is not doing the ordering properly, whether it's at the bulk stores or whether it's through Lucasfilm or what have you, because you should not have 30 of one character at one store and none of that character at another store. It's not that difficult to box them up in a certain way. So that's coming from a guy who deals with containers and transportation all the time. Um, I'm going to throw out one thing that I think Lucasfilm and Disney would make some quick money on. I don't think it'll cost them that much money, and I'll close on this. I, I've talked about it before. Yes, they've lost people on Disney+. Plus. The amount of people, members have gone down. And we talk about, well, they don't want to do other things because they w- don't want to pull away from Disney+. Plus. We've already talked about it. The people like us will keep Disney+, Plus because new things are coming out on it. But for the love of Pete and all things holy, 
can I get Mando season one and season two on a Blu-ray or something to have on my shelf? I just want to have them on my shelf so I can have them. I could give a shit if I ever watch them. I, I'll watch all the new stuff coming out on Disney Plus, but I want to collect them. When, when I want to have them, right? That's all. I'm a I, I'm a collector. I like to collect. I'll still watch it. You know what? Cut me a deal. Charge me a few extra bucks a month for Disney Plus. If I sign a contract saying I want to buy the the hard the hard copy material of it as well, I don't care. Can I have the things that we're missing? I, I it's. Do you I mean, still have the VHS tapes of the original trilogy and uh, for so uh, Phantom Menace? Yeah. Okay. I have the black and gold. Hmm set in the phantom menace and then everything else on dvd and blu-ray but but they're just... cutting jobs and they're saying they're losing money you want a quick influx of money go buy some dirt cheap how much does it cost to make a dvd or a blu-ray now throw a cover on it and put it out on the shelf and how many people would go buy that even and though they, they have will. Disney plus they still want to do it put it what in if you could only buy boxes. them if you had a disney plus subscription i'm all for that Sign me up right now. I just and, want to finish the collection of it. I'm a completionist when it comes to the movie. I've got the Droid series. I've got the Ewok series. I've got all the Clone Wars except for Season 7, which they still haven't released. Give me and all they that. Won't. Ridiculous. Absolutely I ridiculous. Agree. They should. You know what because, I'll do? Yeah. Go you ahead, know what Joe. I'm going to do? I'm going to take Ride my an iPad. angry letter? No, I'm going to take my iPad <laughs> and I'm going to and I'm going to I'm going to copy. I'm going to sit there and film on my you're gonna iPad. Bootleg on your, you're going to bootleg on your own TV and then burn it to a DVD so you have it. Do they even Thank still you. have burners? They do have burners. So anyway, that was my rant to finish the show. You want an extra influx of cash, Disney? I don't care. Say hey, if you have a Disney Plus series. You keep it. You can buy it. Whatever. I don't care. Make me sign a year-long contract. I don't care. I want to complete the set. I want to have Clone Wars Season 7, Mando Season 1 and Season 2, the Kenobi series. Look at, look at all the things I'm talking about that I would buy that I already can watch on my TV. I just want to have them on my shelf. I know that's stupid, but what if Disney Plus goes away? What if it keeps losing money and it never comes back and I can't watch them anywhere? Oh, that's my rant. It's it's no more stupid than looking at plastic on a shelf. Thank I mean, you. essentially, we're talking about plastic. Talk about plastic. Plastic. <laughs> it's the future. <laughs> plastic. Game of Thrones releases their seasons on DVD, and people don't cancel. You know, but pe- during that time, people weren't canceling their HBO, HBO. subscription Thank to see you. season three or whatever. And Except the whole eight. thing, the whole thing that got me into Star Wars was getting this trilogy vhs here so you might have a mando fan that doesn't have a disney plus subscription whose relative or whoever might buy it for them and that might start their love for star wars so i totally agree with joe i'm in on it with joe i don't know that i would buy it but like i know plenty of people who are dvd collectors and everything and i've i think that's a cool thing to be into seeing all those shelves and knowing that you have it and you don't have to be at the whim of whoever decides they're streaming that movie at that time, whether it's Showtime or HBO or Disney plus or whoever. So they should release them. I mean, imagine the box art on that stuff. Release the box art. Yeah. All right. Box art. All right. That's enough. Box art matters. Box art. All right, guys, that was episode 193. We're talking about box art and plastic. Um, 
All right. The the next NFL season starts right now. Just so everybody know that. And Rule the Galaxy is coming out with some banger shows coming up soon with plenty of guests. Mando's coming out in two weeks. Got all kinds of stuff going on. We're going to be talking movie reviews. It's it's going. It's lit. We're going in the right direction. This episode slides. I am so excited for movie reviews from the guy that knows Amelia Clark from Christmas movies. I know her <laughs> from other things. <laughs> You shut the hell up, Alfie. <laughs> He's cultured, man. He's just cultured. He's cultured. He, he goes to different mediums. You know, nothing wrong with that. You should watch that movie, Last Christmas with Amelia Clark. It's good. I've seen that movie. Yeah. Anyway. All right. To all of you out there, the listeners, the followers, the people who are just laughing and saying, why are these four idiots talking? Thanks for being a part of Rule the Galaxy. <laughs> you know where to follow us. You know where we are. And next week we'll have Stephen Kent on the show. Go check out those other episodes that just were on because they were great. And until next week, may the force be with you.